Hallelujah, Yahweh. This is Prophet Yahweh. See the most high, wonderful Yahweh. It's about 250. As Commander-in-Chief, I was proud to have ended the ban on transgender Americans. Some students chanted, USA are my pronouns. We, the remnant of Yahweh, that's who's here, the remnant of Yahweh, the official organization of Yahweh, the organization that Yahweh's, whose name Yahweh has sanctioned for himself and has chosen to be the official organization that he reveals himself through to the children of Israel in all matters concerning him. For my daughter, she just, she didn't want to wear that to school. It's not that she wanted to hurt anybody's feelings. She says her daughter felt coerced to participate in the Pride event and was offended by some of the messages, like this quote from Tennessee Williams. Human heart cannot be straight. It is curves and winds. And my daughter just kind of said, you know, mom, that's that's offensive to, to me, who I am straight. Point of You've got the floor. Do I have the floor? Do I? Yes, do you I? do. Right now, I'm just full on chasing a goose, really slow, like slow time, down like a little hill in High Park. My thing that I teach my kids is just be kind, and I wish the schools would just kind of pump the brakes on what they're shoving down these kids' throats. You can maybe give me some banal answers, but I'll tell you, I think we're both the white ones. And I mean that because we're white-skinned. It's as deep as that. People like to talk about race. For allegedly stealing and selling dissected human body parts while he was manager of the morgue at Harvard Medical School. The pressure Salas describes exists at some of HCA's other 170-plus hospitals. Staff are pressed to get patients into hospice, where life-saving treatments are withdrawn, and the incentive is not necessarily patient care, but the improvement of hospital performance metrics. Because if a patient dies in hospice, even in the same hospital bed, their death will not be counted in the hospital's mortality statistics, a key factor used by those who rate hospital quality. And the better the rating, the better for business. Not for us, for your holy name's sake, to answer this question, oh Yahweh, send us something to let us know beyond any shadow of a doubt that we're supposed to come this Friday. If you don't answer, I'll come back at you. But regardless what the answer is, according to the sighting, we know that you're gonna, you, you've called us up. We're just trying to pinpoint when so we don't come up in vain. So help us, great king, because you all we got. Hallelujah. I know it seems like one of those crazy things that come home yelling and you're like, there's no way I believe that. This time it's true. I did the whole thing. Pinch myself, pretend to fly. Is it a dream? Is it a dream? Go into the bathroom, take off your underwear, put a sock around your wiener, then come out and we'll talk and we will get you this girl. People who were obese, their brains really didn't register that they had just eaten. And again, these findings persisted even after the obese participants had lost 10% of their body weight. You are so obnoxious. That's what I you are. You've been talking the whole time. That's what I'm going to call you in two seconds for making attacks on me. I don't think I'm obnoxious. I don't care. You I think if we want to get into calling names, I'm going to tell you what I think about you. Are you ready? I've never been called Jewish because I don't hang out in those parts of town. Target an intervention that starts in the brain with those hormonal signals of hunger and satiety, and that's what a lot of these FDA-approved weight loss drugs are doing. Instagram has the most child sexual abuse material out of any social media network. A vast network of child sexual abuse material, people buying it and selling it via uh, Meta's popular image platform, Instagram. Now, what shocked me the most was that a lot of these accounts were purportedly 
run by children themselves. Uh, researchers identified 405 accounts uh, selling child sex material. Some run, it seems, by children as young as 12. These had tens of thousands of followers in total, but even this just scratches the surface. Um, the, the Wall Street Journal cited current and former Meta employees who reckon that hundreds of thousands, if not millions of accounts, exist almost solely to follow this kind of content. This poor fellow isn't sharp. He's weary and confused. He doesn't care about us, and he probably doesn't know what he's talking, 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 talking about. And you, you are puzzled. Right now, at this moment, there's an 11-year-old baby whose dreams was, well, I guess 11-year-old child, whose mother's dream was it to be on Teen Mom. I wonder how many young women had an abortion due to the fact that they didn't get cast on Teen Mom. And I wonder how many young women got pregnant in hopes to be on Teen Mom. I am guessing there is more abortions than there are babies. And I wonder what the casting looked like and at what trimester or month that they were looking for. I wonder what it was like to tell your parents that you and your boyfriend, Daniel, aren't getting on Teen Mom. I'm sure there's a little bit of glee from the parents, a little happiness, because now their child won't. Well, this is a good parents, that their child will not be exploited in their grandchild. But then there are stage parents who will only I wonder if any stage parents of um teen moms that didn't make it I wonder if they forced an abortion upon themselves or not themselves their child I wonder if any parents didn't want their daughter to have a child with the local wigger named Daniel and that's what the W Okay. I wonder how many parents then forced their child to get an abortion because they ain't going to want to raise it. If we ain't getting paid for the baby, the baby's got to go down the drain. I think a lot of the teen mom... Well, is that even still going on? Let me look that up. I think, when did it, probably start in like 2010, 2011. Because I remember it being bigger in high school. Okay, 2009, not bad. Is it still going on? Um... I guess five seasons, so no. 2023. Or did somebody pick it? 
Breaking news, MTV's Teen Mom Next Chapter premieres back-to-back episodes on a new night. Oh, so it's still going on. Okay, so they're just adding. It's like, uh, was it One Up or whatever the fuck that British shit was? Or it's like Seven Up after like seven years, and it's like 14 Up after 14 years. What the heck? It was something like that. Where it like followed children... Until they were old. Anyone know what the fuck I'm talking about? Anyways. How about <coughs> that wildfire? Did you know that Sunday in Indiana, there was a little nice BP industrial gas leak that then wafted over Michigan? Not a lot of people know that. In fact, it's supposedly stabilized. Operations have been stabilized at the BP Whiting Refinery, according to the company spokesperson. After a Sunday gas flare-up at the facility caused a pungent sulfur-like odor to escape across Lake Porter and La Porte counties. According to the statement from Indiana Department of Environmental Management, the accident was caused by a severe storm that resulted in a partial power outage at the refinery. The excess gas emitted was primarily composed of sulfur dioxide and hydrogen sulfide. Both chemicals have adverse health effects when inhaled in sufficient quantities, according to the United States Environmental Protection Agency. EPA, although they are here to protect the corporations and just allow them to pay off stuff, as in fines for poisoning people. Currently, gases are not being produced or sent to the flares, he continued. As part of the permit with the IDEM, BP is required to report emissions that deviate from the mission standards of the Clean Air Act. Well, is it cl- isn't the Clean Air Act federal, right? The Clean Air Act is the United States' primary federal quality law, indeed intended to reduce control air pollution. So, we know that in Kalamazoo, they are... What, what Kalamazoo River Superfund site, what is that? Allied paper. What are the PCBs in Kalamazoo River pre-Superfund? Okay, so carbonless copy paper manufactured between 1957 and 1971 contained polychlorinated biferols as an ink carrier. Such paper was recycled by paper mills on the Kalamazoo River. Oh, okay, cool. What is the contamination in the Kalamazoo River? PCBs waste generally by paper mills. Oh, okay, cool. The fucking paper mill I was just getting ready to talk about that I have talked about for a good long while. Graphic packaging and design. Um, Their stuff hasn't been the Clean Air Act in a long fucking time. So maybe BP tries to do a little bit better since, you know, the whole... Spilled a bunch of oil in the ocean. 
anyways, um, I think we should start a little get away from teen moms and, and the and the poison that I always preach about. Let's uh, do a, l- a little quick m- five-minute meditation, get our minds ready for the day. Take a deep breath in. Now quickly exhale. Breathe out all the Thank you. 
One thing that I see online on occasion, thankfully on occasion because I'm not in that algorithm, is content creator relationships or, or con- like, a, like a husband and wife or a boyfriend, girlfriend, and they're content creators. And uh, I always just, I, my game when I see that, because they both have the hollowed-eyed look of, if they're not married, that they're in a loveless relationship. In they're well, like they're in a loveless marriage, and that they are only together t- for the dopamine that is released upon the clicks and the views and and the like. The oh my god, you two are perfect again. Oh my god, like that type of shit. I look at that, and I can only imagine one murdering the other. Now, it doesn't matter which one it is. To me, I'm a feminist, I guess, because I can look and go, that woman can murder just as well as that guy. I am on equal terms of how murder happens. Although men murder more than women, but that's besides the point. There are plenty of women that have killed, and I'm sick of them not getting their day. I see that, and it scares me. I go, can they have an actual moment of sincerity that isn't filmed? Do they, I mean, obviously they ham it up a little bit. Now, what is it to live a life where you have to capture and we already we already kind of do this where we capture moments and then post it on Facebook, Instagram, this that and the other. But there is a to me there is a difference between that as in trying to show and share loved ones and friends even though I'm I'm slightly I'm not really for that anyways. In, in the sense, there's a difference between that and purposely doing it in order to get money. Because th- obviously that's what it is unless they are just doing it like uh, to show off to their relatives. Like, eh, like she goes to the, to, to the guy's um, Thanksgiving and there's her fucking nemesis, Anne. His cousin or his sister, whomever, Anne. <coughs> and to her, Anne has the perfect life. She has the actual good-looking brother. She doesn't have to work for a living. Now, now, Rebecca does in a sense. Because Rebecca is the motivation, the force behind the content creation. But Anne doesn't do that. She raises the kids and she feels like she's whole. She actually feels love. Whereas in Rebecca, she is posting and putting herself out there because there's a part of her that needs acceptance. She needs to accept the fact that she is in this life she is in this role, and she always wanted more. She wanted to travel, and she can't. She doesn't. 
I mean, she does on occasion, and when she does, it's for the content. But she wanted to go backpacking in Europe and live in hostiles. And that's not something she can do with her husband that can be posted easily on the internet. Because when you're doing this, you're going to get a little nasty and sweaty and dirty, and that's not a picture-perfect image for Rebecca. She sees Anne and is very, very jealous that she is content with living a life that is more or less in the moment, a life that is contained within the parameters of the house. Now, she might get hit and might get hit, but Rebecca, she's truly dead inside. She, once again, even if they're not married, she is in a loveless marriage, and she puts on a fucking... She's almost a jester. She is what can only be described as a, f- as a, a, a mask wear, a front. She goes out and posts a video, and it's not her. She lets her other personalities take control because it is easier to numb herself and project something that isn't really her than to acknowledge the fact that she's suicidal. But she thinks that if she could get away from her husband, things would get better. But she cannot get away and let her fans down. So the biggest ploy to get clicks and sympathy is not through divorce because that's going to tear the fans apart. Yes, a lot of the women will be on her side. Yes, some men will find or do find her husband attractive and will take his side because of that. Yes, some of the male fans that are forced to watch it because of their wife or whomever will take the husband's side. Yes, any gay people will probably take the husband's side. So she cannot divorce this man. Because that will eliminate some of her audience. Some people that love her and love who she's with. So the only true way to separate with him and keep the fans intact and to even get more. See, this is the ultimate power play. This is the ultimate power move. She knows this is that a death will make her more popular. There is nothing more popular than death and destruction. That is why people love war so much. That is why people cannot let the Ukraine-Russia conflict die. And by die, I mean some fizzle out in diplomacy, whether it is allowing Russia to have some land because at the end of the day it's stopping the innocent death. Okay, anyways. So Rebecca 
has to murder her husband, Tyler. Rebecca has to murder Tyler. Now, she knows that if it is bloody, there in in messy, she's gonna get gashed. So Rebecca has to play it cool. And what is better than getting a fan, a fanatic fan, somebody that hoped to be in sort of this relationship, hoped that one day they would have a wife and they would be so happy like Rebecca and Tyler. So what does she do? She gets a lonely man who fantasizes about having a wife and a happy relationship because Rebecca clearly has it all. And Tyler should definitely, tr- even though Tyler treats her pretty damn well, he knows that sh- he would treat Rebecca better. So Rebecca goes through and sifts through her fans looking for that golden psychotic nugget who will murder Tyler for her love. But what he doesn't know is that he's going to be going to jail and she if is caught, will be going to jail too. But she knows how to spin it. She knows how to spin the narrative as this fanatic fan was jealous of Tyler and loved Rebecca, which is somewhat true, but he wanted his own. But since he can't, why not have her? So then she plants the seeds, and eventually he commits the deeds and oh boy do the fans hold a memorial for her for him they have pictures they send of little printed out shrines where they ball because they cannot go to the funeral but She does live stream the funeral for all her fans to see. And in the back, there is a shadowy, ominous figure, the murderer. And slowly and surely, he moves in. And guess what? Rebecca isn't what he thought. And he already knows how powerful it feels to murder somebody. And so he does. He kills Rebecca in a live stream because he was even doubling down on the live stream. Why not have... I watched Fish Tank Live. How about we do Rebecca and Charles live? You can watch us all for a monthly fee of $5. And of course, a lot of fans do that. But then the cameras go down and they and she gets murdered. Or like they take her he takes her to like a fucking forest and pushes her off or something. Anyways, that is what I see. I see this whole story that plays out when I see um 
content creator couples. And what is even worse is when there's a child involved and I go, what is, because, you know, there's always some weird shit that goes on with kids when they are part of some thing that is projected out to the public. Good googly moogly. Another thing I constantly rail about on here, as you would know, is the gig economy. And for those <coughs> who don't know, a Minnesota governor, or not a, the Minnesota governor, vetoed an Uber Lyft driver pay raise, citing cost and service concerns. So it's a typical, if we pay them more, then the service fees, mm, then the service fees will go up. Rideshare drivers deserve fair wages and safe working conditions, Walsh said in a statement announcing his first veto ever in his five-plus years as governor. I am committing to finding solutions that balance the interests of all parties, including the drivers and riders. This is not the right bill to achieve these goals. Uber threatened to offer only premium price service in Minnesota St. Paul area and cut off service altogether in the rest of Minnesota if Walsh signed the legislation. This bill could make Minnesota one of the most expensive states in the country for rideshare, potentially putting us on par with the cost rides in New York City and Seattle. Cities with dramatically higher cost of living than Minnesota, the governor said in a letter to the legislative leaders. Uber and Lyft drivers have staged noisy but peaceful demonstrations outside Walsh's offer, uh, office in the Capitol in recent days to demand the governor sign the bill. They were clearly audible through closed doors earlier Thursday as he signed a bill creating a paid family and medical leave system. Cool, he did that. Ride-hailing drivers, like other gig economy workers, are typically threatened with independent contractors and not entitled to minimum wage and other benefits and have to cover their own gas and car payments. A California appeals court ruled in March that companies like Uber and Lyft could continue to threaten their drivers there as independent, con could continue to treat their drivers as an independent contractor. But most gig workers in Seattle become entitled to paid sick leave and safe time under the first-in-the-nation law enacted there in March. And the Biden administration proposed new standards last year that could make it more difficult to classify millions of workers as independent contractors and deny them minimum wage and benefits. Cool. Ride, hailing, and delivery driving are among the deadliest occupations in the country, according to the Occupation Facilities and Injure data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. I mean, car accidents, trying to get there quicker so you can deliver more, um, dealing with fucking insane people because their order got messed up or um, because uh, they didn't have the right sort of shampoo or whatever. While Walls vetoed the bill, he also signed an executive order commissioning a study about the working conditions of ride-hailed drivers and how potential changes could affect costs and access for riders. 
whose order also sets up a committee to make recommendations by Jan 1st for legislation to ensure drivers receive fair compensation, ensure due process for drivers, or terminated limit limit the impact of fares and insure. Okay. The bill would require drivers to pay a minimum of $5 per ride, or at least 1.45 per mile and 34 cents per minute in the metropolitan area. That doesn't seem that bad. So if... Let's see. How far would it be to work? Uh, Let me pause this real quick. So it takes... It's about 10 miles to work for me, which is about a a 22-minute drive, something like that, and it would be $1.45 per mile, so $11.45, that doesn't seem a lot, fares would have been slightly less in the rest of Minnesota, and it would have been made so, and also, if it was like thirty four cents a minute per metro, well I guess it'd definitely be less than that um thirty thirty four times twenty two yeah, but I guess in a metro metropolitan area dealing with a lot of stop and go more um it would have made it harder for companies to deactivate drivers from their platforms because. Drivers said they could be terminated for no reason with no recourse. But some Democrats complained that the bill made its way through the process that it needed more week, more work to address concerns. Fatia tweeted that the veto showed the power corporations hold on our government. That? Just that bill you finally, that's what turned you around on this? Despite Democrats controlling the trifecta of the government's or governor's office in both houses of legislation for the first time in eight years, the fight is not over, and I promise you I won't back down. This will be my top priority going into next season. That should tell you, like, the Democrats are no better than the Republicans. They are bought and sold, and they only waver a little bit on identity politics which is a form of control that just pushes us against one another when we should all be united under working class and not identity politics fuck me I hate this shit 